This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it's Sharp Money as we say hi on a Friday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw back at the South Point, Las Vegas. Got a packed show for you today. Do have the two in the pre coming up tonight. You've got Carolina at the Giants. We'll get into who's in, who's out. Let you know where the number sits right now, both side and total. Cincinnati and Atlanta. Atlanta, that's a long line there. Up to six, six and a half. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. College football, how about this? We are eight days away from Ireland. Of course, Notre Dame and Navy open up a week from tomorrow. Week zero, as they call it, to kind of hide the weeks. And it was supposed to be played, as we say hi to Omal and Dustin. Supposed to be played three years ago, this game. Canceled because of COVID. It actually is listed as a neutral site game. Although the Irish are playing in Ireland. So my assumption is Navy feels like, hold up. That doesn't make a ton of sense. What's up, Amal? Not much. You're absolutely right about that. But you know what? I always favor the U.S. Naval Academy in any situation there. But despite the fact that they're going to be on the road, not literally. Uh, I just wanted to try and rile Dustin up since he got me yesterday. Well, no, they're not on the road. They're on the water. Because isn't Ireland an island? God, this guy's on fire. Yes, he's right. He's right. He is, is right. Factual. Hey, Patrick, just I come back to me when you ask me. Body land surrounded by water. Islands. Listen, next yes. question when it concerns the Dodgers. Come back to me in 45 minutes. Okay, 18 to 18 last night. Game finishes up. Now, remember, the 36 as far as the toll is important uh, last night because you could have bet at 1.35, 35 and a half. You could have gone under the 37, 37 and a half. So again, the importance of getting the right number last night when talking totals betting uh, and having multiple outs. Just wanted to mention that as we get closer and closer to the season, timing the number is important, getting the best of it's important. And the 18-18 tie, how much of that game did you two watch last night? I did not see any of the game. Uh, I was following it a little bit closer in terms of just the play-by-play because I remember we talked about it, and I was surprised when I saw the initial eight because uh, I didn't see the safety. I started watching around the, uh, midway through the second quarter on the phone. And I'll tell you what, guys, how about the benefit of getting that eight-point lead? You're sitting there thinking you're in pretty good position, and then I see the tie. Plus four was a pretty good number, never really in peril if you had the Browns. Yeah, the three of us were all in on the four. Ends up closing the Eagles three and a half, an 18-18 tie with the Browns and Eagles. Again, we've got a closer of 36. If you did go over, you could have won at 35, 35 and a half, under 37, 37 and a half. Big guy, anything from last night? Well, I think it's important to remember that you can tie 
in the preseason as part of your handicapping. I think that's important to remember. But And then secondly, I didn't watch much of the game. Everything I saw was via highlights on Twitter. So my question is, I guess the next time we have Johnny Avello on, when is DraftKings going to post the market for Deshaun Watson's next team? Because the quarterback of the future is on this Cleveland roster. <laughs> Are you talking about DTR? Uh-uh. Yes. You're talking DTR, who's been ridiculous in the preseason, no doubt. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, Speaking of a teammate, um, we uh, are going to do something fun, and that is we're going to get involved in Circa Survivor. The big guy came up with a great idea. As a family, as a show, why don't we get involved in Circa Survivor? No surprise here, Malshaw wasn't interested. So we had to pivot, and Mike Samich, who's going to join us later on the show, is going to be part of our little three-way uh, Amal, any reasons? Now, I was told you didn't want to be involved in content is king. One day you'll get that. I was told you didn't want to be involved with the two of us as far as a show and Survivor because you didn't want to give away your secrets as if the probability is you're going to win the contest on your own. Well, first of all, I should have in the first year I screwed up. I was in week 15. I switched my pick because I always hated Finley so much at North Carolina State when he was starting in the game against the uh, Steelers. And I made a mistake in that one. Should have closed out on that one. But no, it wasn't that. I don't even remember Dustin. Dustin says, hey, should we do this? I didn't say anything. He just assumed. He just. Are you. You're lying to me, big guy. Come on. His reaction was, look, I like I like survivor talk. But if if I'm going to enter, I'm not going to give away to the world what our strategies are. I I said ours. I didn't say. (laughs) Look, unfortunately, there was no cameras rolling, so I can't go back in time. But so far in the last 24 hours, I am batting a thousand at remembering (laughs) how conversations go. That's facts. That's facts. Um, Well, I guess them all will. You can still help us along if you I can, if you'd I'm like. I'm willing to join it. I got no qualms with it. He just ran with the assumption. I'm very precise I'm in what I said. Assumptions. I'm the middleman. I'm you going two talk. He, said. he comes to me and he said Amal's not interested. I was like, "Are you sure?" And he said, "He said he wants to keep strategy to himself." Which I know no. you've had success with Circus Survivor in the past, so I completely respect that. And we had to pivot because we're both broke. I mean, that's what we had to do. We had to find a third. That's really what but, it comes but, down but to. But here's the problem. When we, if we split it with another person now, now when we eventually win the contest, that's another person to split it with. That's the issue. Yeah, we got to chop the pot. Not interested necessarily. In <laughs> well, that, that's which. why. <laughs> so if Dustin decides to allow me to participate in this, I don't know how many other participants there are. You know, we're, we're talking about $8 million now going down to two points. Instead of four, it goes down to 2.6. Do we have, is Mike in also? Yeah, Samich is going to get involved. How many Circus Survivor contestants were there last year? Does anybody no know? 8,000, I want to say? I can no find idea. it. I want to say it was like 8,000. Am I, am I lowballing it? How many ways did they have to chop? Does anybody know that answer? I thought last year was five. It, it was or was that the first few. year? No, that was the second year. Was I, think there were, I think there were less winners last year than the year before. But the year before, there was a bunch. When do the this is good promotion for Circus Survivor out of all out of nowhere? When do the submissions have to be made, and when do we have to get it in as far as the cash for Circus Survivor, big guy? Prior to week one, at some point, and by the way, so, if yeah. if you use uh, the Thursday night football teams, one of them, and you lose, you can buy back in. Yeah, but so you're you're saying in essence you're going to use Kansas City or Detroit in week one? Yes, which Detroit's a bad play, not because it's Detroit, but because you might have to save them for Thanksgiving. Yeah, what, by the way, Dustin, do you know off the top of your head what the parameters are this year in terms of the game situation? So, Patrick, Christmas I, is its own day. Okay, Christmas. Thanksgiving, there might be one more in there. Got it. Yeah, I'm doing it for the show. I don't get involved. Contests don't appeal to me at all. I know I'm a bit of an alien here. I just, you know, go game to game by myself, mostly betting on soccer, frankly. Uh, so I don't get involved. And in, I don't know. I don't generally get involved in the contest, but I think it will be fun kind of as long as we stay alive. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, really it's... the key. And it's all on you, big guy. <laughs> Staying alive for content is very important on the show. Well, I mean, be staying alive in general at the end of football season is also a debate <laughs> if that's going to happen. So, uh, I mean, we, could, we can go either way with that one. Look, for as, as far as content goes, we need to just get more than one week out of it. That's all I care. Right now, my mindset is one week. We need at least, well, I guess two weeks. I want one week with a win and then a second week. And if we get through that, I feel like it was worth it. I think we can do that. Um, let's do this. Let's start. We'll get the baseball out of the way, not necessarily dismissing it, but there's a couple of things. You have a couple of angles. I just wanted to bring this up. Have you guys checked in on the Mariners? 
I was waking yes. up this morning kind of looking through a 6-4 win over the Royals. Rodriguez, I believe it was the eighth, hit a three-run bomb to take the lead there. How about this? They've won 16 of 21, and I believe you brought the team up yesterday, Amal. They've won 16 of 21. They're a half game out in the wild card. Uh, and Rodriguez, the stud outfielder, five hits yesterday, five ribbies. Uh, last seven, seven games, he's got 16 hits. He's on a freaking terror. Um, a three-run bomb in the eighth, as I mentioned last night, to beat the Royals. Okay, it's the Royals. They're on the road in the Mariners, who were a team, I think, you know, akin to the Padres and others, a team of all that we had high hopes for coming into the season, a slow start. All of a sudden, here they come down the stretch. No question about it. When you look at some of the guys up front, their starters, Kirby 323, Castillo 323, Gilbert 3.8. Uh, these are ERAs for the starters there. And you mentioned it, Julio Rodriguez, the big three-run bomb last night, or yesterday afternoon, excuse me, trailing 4-2 in Kansas City. They are... I'm telling you guys, they are coming. I think they've got a legitimate shot. When you look at the American League, as well as Baltimore has played, I don't think you can make an argument for any team to be an overwhelming favorite. Patrick, I don't know where you come out on Dustin, where you are, but as well as the Orioles, uh, whether it's Texas, Houston, whomever, I, I think a case can be made for a longer shot to come out of the ALCS uh, from the American League, a team like Seattle. I totally agree. Dustin on the Mariners, anything? And then you want to hit your angle we talked about earlier today. You know, I sometimes I wonder why I repeat myself, and it's like childhood all over again. Like, I say things and nobody listens. I literally said on this show a few days ago, guys, I bet the Mariners 33. All right, we got to have, well, I'm going to interrupt you. I got I to gotta interrupt you. We got to have a talk. Your pride has been taking over the show lately. It's a dumb show. Nobody really cares what you have to say. We are now encountering a situation where it's very important, so I'll have a private conversation with them all. Amal, do me a favor. I know him. Let's pay attention as hard as we can over the next three hours because he's going to be bitter all weekend if we don't. So don't look at your iPad. I'm going to do the same thing. Three, two, one. Dustin, your take on the Mariners. Uh, I love them. I think if they sneak into the postseason, they're absolutely built to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. I think they have a lot of young arms, which can be scary in the playoffs on one respect if you have them, but also you're really freaking me out with those. I've never seen your eyeball so big before. Uh, are they brown? They're brown. I, I don't know. You have brown eyes, huh? I have, bl I have blue eyes. It's cool. Oh. Uh, can you just keep talking? <laughs> um I just think they, they, they set up very well, and Julio Rodriguez getting hot is the key because he has had a down season, but if he plays up to how he was a year ago, they have every single style of way to beat you. They have power. They have speed. They have pitching. I don't love that they traded Paul Seawald at the back end of the bullpen, but they still have plenty of other powerful arms there. That's why, why I bet them at 33 Why are you one. repeating yourself? Didn't you say this the other day? <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, Patrick, you know what the problem was in this segment? You you kind of interjected your eye color for a second. Now he's going to say next week. Remember what I told you? You mentioned the eye color. I was talking about the Mariners. It, it, there's something missing. There's something lacking outside of work right now for the big guy because he's done that to us both all week where he says, aren't you guys paying attention to what I have to say? I said this yesterday. It, it's really just a way of saying I was first on this. Let's be fair. Right? In his defense, though, he has every future known to man. He's going to be before everybody. <laughs> he, he is really good at cataloging the bets he's made because for somebody that's made a, a, that many bets, big guy, look at him. Look at right there. Is that all in your notes or is that actually a site? That's notes and that's all World Series bets. That's super impressive. Okay, boys, let's get into the preseason. Carolina at the Giants and Cincy at Atlanta. Coming up next, here's Sharp Money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. 
And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. <laughs> Narcos. Throughout the NFL preseason, the VSIN experts are busy evaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide is due out later this month and will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with picks from every on air host, team specific preseason analysis, how to use VSIN betting splits, and football contest strategies. We were just talking about the contest. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. For as low as $19, reserve your copy of the guide, which is out already, so reservation is in. Or take advantage of our football season special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for $199. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, boys, got two preseason games on tap tonight. Let's do that. And then we'll get to, we're going to go fun belt for our theme as far as college football today. Good job, Dustin, coming up with that one. Also, as an aside, we do have some fun guests. One that in particular I'm really excited about today, his name's Abe Gordon. He's one of Dustin's best friends uh, through Dustin. He and I used to text a bunch. I haven't talked to Abe in a while. He's kind of a savant, knows everything as far as just myriad sports does a great job. 92, nine, the game host in Atlanta. So he'll join Josh Klein is going to join riot report. Carolina Panthers beat writer, because of course we've got Carolina tonight in New York at MetLife. And then Mike Samich, part of the family here on Sharp Money, will join as well. Uh, okay, so let's get into the number here. Carolina at the Giants. And this one's interesting because my assumption, now the offensive line, and we can take a look at the number, it's three. I do believe it dipped down to the Giants two and a half, then got hit back up to three. So the Giants are laying it. Offensive line has been a disaster for Carolina Mall. It's not just injuries, it's production as well. Three series last week for Bryce Young and the starters. The assumption is, from what I read, you're going to see the same. So you're probably going to get about three series out of the Panthers starters, three series out of the rookie quarterback, who is going to be QB1 for the Panthers this year. And then it's going to be Matt Corral. And Andy Dalton, I don't think we'll see Dalton. That's a question mark. We haven't really heard yet, but Corral should mostly uh, get the play. Uh, On the other side, you're going to see a little less, but you should see Daniel Jones and some of the offensive starters who we haven't seen through one week of the pre for the Giants for the first time. So then Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito will take over. Two winless teams here. It's the Giants laying three. Again, 37.5 on the total. Jumped up from 36. We've seen both the games tonight jump up from the opener on the total, which is interesting in the pre. Let's go ahead and start here. Panthers-Giants. 
Yeah, interesting an opportunity here for the Carolina offensive line. Something to pay attention to, as you alluded to, Patrick, because if this team doesn't play well in the offensive line once again, I think it's going to impact how people view them going into the regular season and the health and the durability of Bryce Young. They don't need to play Andy Dalton. I want to see what Matt Corral is as a potential backup. And we've seen historically, look, in Washington, RG3 was a high pick, and then it was Cousins who ends up being the guy there. So an opportunity for Carolina to showcase that if their offensive line has gotten better, or if it's this is going to be a long-term problem. And I think even if you're not betting this game, I think it's one that people should watch just to get an idea of what Carolina's O-line is. In terms of the Giants, look, I know they're comfortable and confident in what they have at this point in time offensively. I don't know where you guys come out on Daniel Jones. I'm not completely sold on him. Congratulations to him on getting that big contract. I don't think it was warranted or worth it for New York. Uh, But in terms of this game, guys, I have no betting interest. This is a different dynamic for me than the matchup of the Philadelphia game yesterday. Uh, I think in the backup role here, Tommy DeVito is going to have some opportunities to throw the football for New York. I'm not a big fan of his, was not a big fan of his at Syracuse, but I think it could be a little bit more of an explosive or offensive game from that standpoint. Those covering the Giants thus far are going absolutely bananas over Daniel Jones. His grasp of the offense in year two his leadership, I don't know if the contract has buoyed him. Uh, I tend to agree with your assessment, Amal, but Dustin, you were nodding in approval of what I was saying because I'm sure you've read, as you were a Giants fan, the early returns on Daniel Jones in year two of this offense have been awesome as we get closer and closer to the season. Yeah, and I think even like the biggest Jones apologist or optimist would admit there are limitations to what your expectations are for Daniel Jones. But the difference is this year, when you look at the roster, they, they gave him weapons, and including a, a bunch of vertical threats. Uh, I know a lot of Giants people joked in the offseason, like they just kept adding slot receiver after slot receiver, like Cole Beasley, and they already have Wandale, and they have Sterling Shepard, and Paris Campbell, and David Sills. Like all these guys are slot guys, but he didn't have legit NFL receivers a year ago. Also, as you mentioned, the first year learning the Dayball system. The, the real guy to watch here is Jalen Hyatt. He's the one, according to all the reports in practice, is absolutely burning everyone up. And I think there, a lot of us came into the year wondering what his route tree could be rookie year in the NFL. So far, if he just runs in a straight line towards the end zone every time, it seems to be working out for the Giants, uh, according to the practice videos I've seen. The Jalen Hyatt at Tennessee was a cheat code. I think there's a few things to look at. I think the Giants are being a little undervalued just because of what transpired last year. Evan Neal, can he have a bounce back after that rookie year? There's a few things to look at as far as the Giants are concerned. The focus is going to be on Jones. Uh, That's really what it comes down to. Now, let me ask you this. I don't want to go too too far back, Amal, but would you have done it or would you have pivoted and done something differently at the quarterback position? Yeah, so my philosophy is if you don't have the right quarterback, you should always be looking to get one that's going to help you win a championship. I think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback, but you need Saquon Barkley on that roster. Uh, Dustin alluded to it. You need guys on the perimeter. We saw the improvement that Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts had with good guys on the perimeter with Smith and Brown. But to me, overall, I don't think he has that ceiling of a Jalen Hurts type of player or someone else. His legs can be very effective in certain situations. Guys, I think he's a very solid quarterback. I don't think he's as good as Kirk Cousins. He's got a little bit more mobility, and I've been critical of Kirk Cousins' entire career. It's, it's There are certain guys that can take you so far, maybe the second round of the postseason, but at the end of the day, there's one simple goal in the National Football League and win a Super Bowl, and until you find that franchise quarterback that's an absolute difference maker, I don't see why overpay for someone that you think is just average. You look like you want to say something. No, because I, I go back and as a Giants fan, I like I go back and forth on this all the time. Like one side of me is like, can we win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones? Probably not. Maybe don't pay him $50 million. Then the other side says, is it really fair to judge Daniel Jones? He had Joe Judge and Pat Shermer calling plays after playing at Duke where he had inferior talent to every single team he lined up against his entire collegiate career. He's never really been given given a chance to develop. He's never been given a chance to, to thrive. He's had zero continuity at this point in the NFL. And if this front office and this coaching staff, specifically with Brian Dable, who is an offensive genius, if they think he's good enough to pay... 
then I feel like I have to trust their instincts over mine. I, I like what genius. The, I, I, genius. We're calling Dayball a genius now. I like it. Okay, go ahead, Amal. No, I, I like what uh, Dustin said there. If the front office trusts him, and I think a lot of us have respect for Dayball and what they can potentially accomplish there, but at the end of the day, is he the guy that can get you over the top? I will say one thing that's positive for Daniel Jones. I, to me, he strikes me as a teammate and as a player from a coaching standpoint that's extremely likable, Patrick. And sometimes how you view a person kind of bleeds into how you pay a pay up excuse me pay a player i just want to i just want to take dayball in a headlock and give him a noogie <laughs> apparently such every, a goofy little he's just such a goofy little little turkey ball apparently like every player loves playing for him like he's just like a, a, a fun guy to play for he's a player's coach we all know at some point those situations tend to like fall apart at the end so interesting to see how this goes uh, a lot, I mentioned a long number tonight in Atlanta, six and a half. It's interesting. Cincinnati, look, we know what he does. They're not interested. In fact, both head coaches, Cincinnati and Atlanta, have come out and said, look, we're not interested in showing anything in the preseason as far as our playbook. However, you got six and a half. I've seen the total jump up from 36 and a half to 38 and a half. Now we're showing 38 and a half. I, I don't, I would not go over here. As a matter of fact, I'd go the opposite way. I'd go under. I don't think you're going to see a lot from either team. Um, Atlanta, you are going to see Ritter. You are going to see Heineke set to make their debuts in the pre. I don't think, think you're going to see a ton of them. Conversely, Cincinnati, you're going to see Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning. And that's pretty much it. They gave up 36 points to the Packers. The focus for Cincinnati will be defensively. That points to my under as well. And like I said, Atlanta, who beat up on the Dolphins 19-3, to uh, their, their game itself, which leans run, lends itself to a preseason type of game. And that's why you've got a number of six and a half plus no starters for the Bengals there as far as quarterbacks concerned them all. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, the Bengals in this game are playing the clock. All Zach Taylor and company want to do is get out of this game injury-free, and you talked about it. You're not going to see any of the key uh, players for this team. This team, I mean, you might see a series or so max, but to me, this team has one goal and one goal only, and that's to win the Super Bowl. I, I don't know if I want to lay six and a half, but if you're someone that parlays stuff on the money line, I think the uh, Falcons here at minus 260, maybe with another game or two over the weekend or whatever you may be taking, is not a bad play. I, I don't think Cincinnati cares about this game. I think their focus is to get the hell out of here. Yo, the love for Atlanta. Could we have, you know what? We're going to have Avon in just about an hour, who's down in Atlanta. He'll be honest, because I don't think he cares about the Falcons. The love for Atlanta on this show. Every guest we have on treats them like the 85 Bears, big guy. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately for them, Jim McMahon was way more of an elite passer than Desmond Ritter, and he wasn't anything. Right? The, the, you hate Desmond Ritter more than a lot of things. That's all I know. You constantly are crushing Ritter. Did he date someone you know? Sunbelts next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, coming up Tuesday, this is pretty damn cool. Two legends in their own right. Billy Walters, the greatest gambler of all time, and also Brent Musburger. They sat down for a conversation, and next Tuesday, the 22nd, 2 p.m. East, 11 West, you're going to hear the two legends talk. Billy, Mr. Walters, is going to reveal his systems for betting the NFL, which is very important, I assure you. He's going to share some unbelievable betting stories and give the details on Phil Mickelson's gambling, including trying to bet on an event he was playing in. It's all exclusively here on VSIN next Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Sharp Money on a Friday. I'm Al Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Have you, Amal Shaw, have you and John Goulet ever thought about doing a sports podcast here on the network? Because as soon as we turn off the mics, these two donks co constantly talking about, and I heard them talking about running backs. Now, if Amal Shaw is going to pretend in any vein that he's interested in dismissing running backs after we've talked about running backs keep being completely irrelevant. As a matter of fact, I think the three teams that are in the worst spot are the Giants having to deal with Saquon and his mid-ass. Jonathan Taylor, he's unhappy? Good, get the hell out of here. I don't care if you're unhappy, you're basic. And then other teams, like, can you imagine being the Titans and having Derrick Henry, who's 30 years old, owing him a bunch of cash? Like, running backs are so fluid and you guys were just talking about running backs can i hear what was discussed because i heard you say look running backs don't really matter if you look at the last 10 super bowls duh 
Okay, first of all, I've been wrong on a few things the last 24 hours. Let's just go ahead and add this to the list. Okay? I was wrong. Are you, wait, are you conceding? I Hold on a second. I concede right away. I'm not a stubborn person. If I'm wrong, I yesterday on air, I admitted I was wrong. Just the, the way he talked about Mark Helfrich, you would have thought he was Marcus Mariota. That was my issue. Uh, but the reality of it is you, I'll give you full credit and Dustin credit. You both were anti my stance on running backs. And Dustin pointed out to me, he goes, dude, they had Isaiah Pacheco. Now I have a strong affinity for Isaiah Pacheco, not Jalen Pickett and Aaron Rodgers level, but I think Pacheco is a good running back, but you're both correct in the sense that at the end of the day, <laughs> you can take a guy off the scrap heap and go win a Super Bowl at running back. I'm, I, you're so not, when he was drafted, when he was drafted by the chiefs in the seventh round, you stood up and said value. That is a great pick. He should have gone in the fourth. Are you mocking me? Yes. I love, dude, Pacheco's a good football player. Then why would you ever value a running back and pay a, a running back if you know no. you can get Pacheco in the seventh round? Well, I think that's what teams are starting to do, and you guys are correct on that. I've been a little bit slow to the table on that. My, my argument has been that Saquon Barkley is a difference maker for Daniel Jones. I think he is such a threat as a home run. Derrick Henry's a difference maker in Kansas City. And I did, the only thing I took offense to is you said that Jonathan Taylor is average. I, I think he's far above average. But you guys are not wrong in saying that you can't pay running back 20, 30, um, 15, 20 million dollars. The McCaffrey deal, I think, is the last big deal, at least for a while, from the running back position. I think these other guys, they better be like an Austin Eckler and make a ton of catches if they want to get paid. Far be it from me to parse, but Derrick Henry in Kansas City is a new one. That's what you just said. I, I, if I did, then I misspoke on that one. <laughs> I, I did. That's for, I gotta, tell that's you. for Dust. I wouldn't normally parse. That's for you, Dust. <laughs> I got to tell you, for things I didn't expect today, we're demoting Lee Greenwood over there. His new name is now Maurice Gamelin. You know who Maurice Gamelin is? I have no idea. No. He was leading the French military during the Battle of France in World War II because you just took a knee on that conversation. <laughs> No, I listen. I'm not a stubborn person. Stretch Armstrong for googling <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. But that was good. I thought I'm impressed with how quickly you got that. All I, look, Jesus, I was wrong on that. I just think the late game situation when you can control the line of scrimmage and control the clock, it helps. But you guys are correct. You need at the end of the day. Uh, that was the argument I made against Daniel Jones, and you're not going to win with Saquon Barkley. Early game, late game, it doesn't matter. Running backs totally irrelevant and the Saquon here's the argument every running back lover makes yeah but a special running back makes a difference and then I would say no they don't they well that's see, don't. That, that was my argument and that's why and then Dustin put it out and went back through and looked at it and I said damn he's right if I'm going to be totally fair for this conversation it's a co-opted take that I stole from Patrick. But I he know was that. out the month of July. I gave him credit. I gave him full credit. I said the two of you. Patrick was the first one on this because he ripped me about in June sometime when I mentioned, "Hey, yeah. you got to pay this running back." And then I went back and looked and I said, "Damn, these guys are right." To be fair, I probably stole it from Twitter, so I'm not going to take <laughs> credit for anything. Like, who cares? <laughs> who cares who's right, who's wrong? I'm just saying, running backs are basic. Who cares? Um, so I'm thinking the Indian and the Frenchman for a podcast. Go to vcin.com. What do we think? Uh, I gave a thumbs up, so I'm in trouble now. Yeah. yeah what are you going to do? Uh, Ravens. I, I may have heard you guys discussing. We were talking about their backfield yesterday, mm -hmm. which I freaking love. And that's the type of backfield you want to build. Go ahead. You got the pencil out. What are you pointing at me? For, uh, big guy? There was news today. Did you see what the Ravens, what they did? No. They added Jadavion Clowney, who was already an elite pass rush. So they're just going to bring him periodically to just get a mismatch and get the quarterback. Odafe Owe and Ajabo is back. Remember, Ajabo only slipped in the draft. And even as an Ohio State guy, I think you would agree. Him being fully healthy off the edge, Owe the other edge, now adding Clowney. I actually think this defense has a chance to be very special. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Why not? Let's go Ravens, a little impromptu here. I mentioned the Sun Belt. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. The win total set at 10.5. Now, one discussion that's worth having, Marlon Humphrey, who's a stud. He's great. He's just 27. Foot surgery out indefinitely. So we don't know the Pro Bowl cornerback. We don't know how long he's going to be gone. But they made good moves in the offseason. Rocky Asin is a replacement for Marcus Peters. He's 
already better. So yep. the other corner is going to be better. We know that. They've done a hell of a job offensively. If you take a look, 10 wins last year, that's what John Harbaugh does. He wakes up, he, he yawns, and he wins 10 with the Baltimore Ravens throughout his career. They were 3-3 three and three in the division. Um, but you can argue that this is the most talent, and I know you're not a Lamar guy, but we will uh, all concede this is the most talent he's had. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be healthy. He's going to be hungry. And then Zay Flowers is the big one. We like Bateman, but Flowers, I think that the three of us would agree, could be very explosive. J.K. Dobbins on a contract year, I like that. Hasn't been healthy for two years. When he's healthy, he's a top five guy in the backfield. Mark Andrews, a consistent stud. So he's loaded with the best weapons he's had. And we can dig into the defense a little bit more. I think it's a slept on defense because they lost a couple of pieces up front, but they're gaining pieces, whether it be free agency or coming back from injury Ojabo, as I just mentioned, I think this team has a chance. It's in a very good division to be very special. I think in the AFC, you can make a case for several teams that are under the radar. Baltimore probably being the highest on that list to potentially have a great season. Remember last year, Lamar missed a ton of time. They were 10-7. and But I want to go back to the defense. The one name, and we don't see a ton of football trades that really kind of resonate with the general public. Getting Roquan Smith was a huge, huge boon for the Baltimore Ravens. I think it's a great pickup. You mentioned Marlon Humphrey. I got to tell you guys, that is a concern because for me, Marlon Humphrey is a top three to top five cornerback in the National Football League. He is that good. I love Kyle Hamilton in that secondary, Patrick. You're absolutely right on the defense side of the ball. These guys can be elite. Ronnie Stanley's got to stay healthy on the left side. If he does, I think he's a difference maker. He's fully healthy. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. This is the first time we've seen Ronnie Stanley. Uh, he, he fully healthy. He got healthy towards the end of last year, Amal and he comes into the season as healthy as he's been as a pro. Yeah, that's one of the key, that's one of the keys. If he's healthy, I like Lindbaum on the uh, front line there at the center position. This team, Zeitler there as well. This is a dangerous team. You mentioned the backfield. Dobbins, you're a big fan of. I like him as well. I like Gus Edwards, who's tough. You've got, this is a team that's got some depth there. You've got Melvin Gordon, Justice Hill also. But I want to go to a couple of names you talked about. I don't know where you guys stand on Rashad Bateman. I don't know what he is. You know, he was solid at Minnesota. I don't know how good he's No opinion. No No opinion on Bateman for me. Same here. None whatsoever. I'm going to tell you right now, I love Zay Flowers, and I love him even more with Lamar Jackson for one particular reason. He, his speed and quickness are going to be so difficult with a quarterback who has the mobility to keep plays alive like a guy like Lamar Jackson. Zay Flowers, I don't play fantasy, but if people do, or looking at some prop bets on him, he is a guy that's going to be extremely dangerous. I loved him at BC. Didn't have consistent offensive play. He is going to be an absolute dude He's for the Ravens. He's a step up from Hollywood Brown for me. Oh, I know step maybe up. That's He's an entire staircase. He's, he, I totally agree with you, Amal. Look, I think Lamar Jackson's pull up his prop for me, big guy. I think he's going to pass for 4,000 yards. The Munkin offense outside, if you just take and juxtapose what Roman was trying to do, they're going to take more downfield shots, and he has the weapons to take those shots. Even Andrews can be a guy that can stretch it. The attempts are going to go up. The yards per attempt are going to go up. Last year, he threw for over 3,100 yards, but he didn't play the whole entire season. If you have the passing yards prop, I think he gets close to 4K. We'll pull it up here in just a little bit. Um, but again, this is, to me, a team to look out for. Defensively, you mentioned Kyle Hamilton. Marcus Williams is going to be healthy. Broderick and Washington up front. I mentioned Ajabo, Owe. Now adding Jadavion Clowney where you can spot use him. Roquan Smith frees up Patrick Queen, and we saw that last year after the trade. Go ahead, big guy. 3500 and a half. You get even money on the over. Let's go. Let's go. If he stays healthy, he's motivated. Monken's going to run a completely different offense. It's going to look more like a pro-style offense. Dustin, your last 20 seconds with you on the Ravens. John Harbaugh averages 9.8 wins a year. We didn't even mention that he is an elite-level head coach. Much like Rob Ryan, if he was fired today, he'd be hired again in five seconds. I'll be hired. I'll be unemployed for like five minutes. Let's come back and talk about the North next. Here, Sharp Money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber. So here's the deal we've been talking about the college and pro football betting guides. I don't need a script for this because I can tell you this. Uh, I, I got an email from somebody saying, uh, I get the guide. What else do I get? Everything. That's the point. You get the picks every single day. Uh, you get the tools. The splits are wildly important. Like last night when we were dancing with that total 35 to 37, you can keep up with those numbers and the movement with the betting splits. Why wouldn't you? It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Now, again, it's 19 bucks for the first month to see if you like it. Take a test drive. I assure you, you will. Just go ahead. It's 199 bucks through through the Super Bowl. vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. My son, you know, you could push back, and Amal, we were talking about it. We'll get to the north. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice Friday as we welcome you in here on Sharp Money. McCaffrey, you could push back what McCaffrey did for Purdy and that offense, but the Shanahan's are so unique and so specific in how they use running backs. I would say that McCaffrey was more of a receiver. So you could push back. We were talking about the value of running backs. And then I said the way that Arthur Smith implements the run game, maybe Bijan Robinson, not necessarily into the second contract, but for four years, you might get ridiculous value out of drafting the running back from Texas very highly. So it could be scheme specific for the most part. I'm just going to fortify the offense and defense defensive front and, and try to do it through there. But the running back position is one that becomes a hot topic nonstop. Look, Bijan's got immense talent. You, Patrick, we talked at length during the draft. Will Anderson and Bijan Robinson, I thought were the two best guys from an offensive defensive standpoint in the draft. But to me, when I look at the look, Desmond Ritter is at best an average quarterback. If you're selecting all 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, Desmond Ritter is not in your top 75% of selections. Well, there's something about Ritter that Smith, who everybody's told us is super smart. There's something he must like. Now they did acquire Heineke, who's a very serviceable backup and they bailed on Mariota to get Ritter that experience last year in a seven win campaign. It, it, 
We'll see. I, I wasn't impressed, overly impressed. He always had, not a good, a great run game at Cincinnati and a very good offensive front. And frankly, he had skill on the outside at Cincinnati as well for Fickle. It's not like he ever wowed you. I think what Dustin's saying is just aesthetically, I test with Ritter, nothing. It's not arm strength. It's not mobility. It's not decision-making. It's not getting out in front of routes. There's nothing about Ritter that says that dude's a 10-year starter. I just don't see him being able to consistently get the ball into the hands of his receivers. And like everything is based on his quote unquote athleticism. I think there's two different ways of evaluating him. There's in the game and then there's in practice. And I think maybe these guys are being deceived by the fact that when they're not going at full speed, he looks good in shoulder pads and shorts. And when he's not going to get hit because he can move around a lot and he looks athletic and he, he looks the part but he just can't throw the ball. Like, I'm not kidding. He looks like sometimes a player from the defensive side playing Wildcat. Their best chance at winning with Desmond Ritter is running the triple option. (laughs) Here's the key for Ritter, and he did something more college kids should think about if you want to be respected by old evaluators. He had a kid, and I think he got married in college. That works. For some reason, evaluators, old dudes love to go, you know what? The maturity's there. I'm going to tell you why. Had a kid, got married. That's it. You got to lean on that. Lean into it. <laughs> yeah, like what? Not, not mature enough, a kid. But, but not mature enough to buy condoms nine months before. See, now that's a little much. You took it to a place that we shouldn't have gone. But it's fair. I mean, it's I, a fair argument. I, I, I have to back Swedelson on this one. I was deciding whether to say it or not, but since our boss was in studio, I allowed Dustin to fall on the sword. Any thoughts? Uh, would you like? Do you regret it? Would you like to take it back, big guy? Well, someone fell on something that night, and it wasn't a sword. Okay, it's uh, Ravens as we go way off track on a <laughs> Friday. Uh, the Bengals are your betting favorite in the North at plus 150. In division, your second betting favorite, the Ravens, at plus 235. The Browns are loaded. Whether or not Watson performs, we shall see. And the Steelers, it's Mike Tomlin, Kenny Pickett, year two. You did see promise. This is a great division as far as betting is concerned. The Bengals at plus 150. Again, the Ravens at plus 235. Does that feel right as far as the pricing? I don't think the Ravens should be that high of a price. I, I think they are a better challenger to Cincinnati than the Cowboys are to the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. You guys talked about it, and we just talked about it a minute ago. This team, Patrick, you mentioned defensively, is a very good team. i got to tell you, Roquan Smith's a three-time All-Pro, not a Pro Bowler. That's much more impressive to me, making All-Pro. This team, with a healthy Lamar Jackson, with their backfield, they are a dangerous bunch. I don't think they should be discounted at all. And, uh, excuse me, Dustin mentioned how good of a coach Harbaugh is. For my money, John Harbaugh is the best game manager in the National Football League. They have the greatest kicker in the history of the league also. I think this team is a very good bet and very much alive at plus 235 to win this division. I think what happens, Dustin and Amal, I think what happens with somebody like a Harbaugh is you get restless. It's almost like a long-term relationship where things are good. Things are copacetic. There's no reason to bounce. Outside looking in, people are like, that's a happily married couple. They seem to get along. You go out in groups, they don't fight. They look at each other longingly. And then all of a sudden you see somebody get a little restless and they bail and they're never happier. That's the Harbaugh effect in Baltimore. It's like if you move on, to quote Rex Ryan's brother, Rob, he'll be unemployed for like five minutes and somebody's going to get a great coach. And I give the organization, which has always been very consistent, that being the Ravens, I give the organization credit for just kind of holding on to and riding the ship with John, who's won a Super Bowl. I like the whole philosophy there with the Ravens. First of all, I love the analogy. Very good. And, you know, to your but point... It's wanderlust. You know what I'm saying. No, no, it's no, like no, you but you're correct. there's something I, I, better out there. I, I thought it was not necessarily the case. I thought it was incredibly accurate. I can tell you right now, I don't have a list of the 32 coaches in my head, but to me, if John Harbaugh got fired and I owned an NFL team, there's probably only six or seven coaches I'm retaining. I would literally fire my current coach to bring in John Harbaugh. Yeah, I think you're onto something. I think I would too. And his name is Dan Campbell. Are you kidding me? You want to sit there and juxtapose Dan Campbell to John Harbaugh? Have an adult in the room? Just go coach tight ends, bro. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we pretending to do? We've got a great roster and a great offensive coordinator. I digress. Go ahead, big guy. 
Well, I mean, you guys are bringing it all up about Harbaugh. The, the thing he does best and why he's so successful is he's he's willing to admit he doesn't know what he doesn't know. And he hires good assistants. He empowers them. They have success. And when it's time to move on, he moves on. Move on from Greg Roman. In comes Todd Munkin. And I don't know if you guys are seeing some of the quotes on social media, some of the videos. These Ravens players can't t- stop saying positive things about this new offense. And here's the other thing. Smiling when they're doing it. Like, it seems like life has been reinvigorated into this offense. It looks like they're having fun again. And I think they're, they know they're kind of being slept on. I, I'm expecting this offense to put up big-time numbers, but I actually think the, the, the hallmark of this team is the defense. I think it's going to be an elite defense. I think I they're going to get after the quarterback. Missing Marlon Humphrey absolutely is an issue, but I will always stand by the fact that cornerbacks are made by an elite pass rush, so that will mitigate some of that. Whoever fills in for him will at least have a great pass rush to help them in their uh, defensive uh matchups. I, I agree with everything he just said there, except the drop-off with Humphrey. I think Humphrey's elite. I, I think he's an absolute I think he's difference. a Hall of Famer. No, I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I, no, I get what you're saying, but I've I've listened to a lot of these like crazy psycho coordinators talk about our corners are only as good as our pass rush. But the, and pass rush can help make up for, for missing a guy like that. That's an accurate statement, but I just think Marlon Humphrey's an absolute difference maker. He's a physical corner. He is so good in man-to-man coverage. I, I'm a huge fan of his, but guys, I think this is the toughest division in football, and I know people argue the AFC East. There's no division in the NFC you're going to argue. Maybe if you want to say the AFC West is the third toughest division, there are three teams that legitimately can win this division, not because the other two falter, but because a third team actually has a great season. I'll say it. I think it's the league's best defense every single level. Rocky Yassin, I mentioned, other cornerback, cornerback two, upgrade over Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters is done. Uh, We mentioned Humphreys. If he's healthy, Amal, I agree. I think he's not good. I think he's exemplary. Up front, Broderick and Washington. Edges. Ajabo, Owe, now Clowney. Linebackers. You mentioned Roquan Smith. What a difference maker freeing up Patrick Queen. And then the safeties, Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams. Like, this is not a good. This is San Francisco-style defense. I think those are the two best for me. If you look at it, I think it's San Francisco, and I think it's Baltimore by the time the year ends. And you combine that with a Lamar Jackson who's no longer making business decisions. It's all about football. It's all about winning, getting to a Super Bowl. He's not looking to protect himself for a contract anymore. We're going to see balls to the wall, Lamar. Quick question off topic. If you could watch one player play, because I love watching Lamar play. Vic or Lamar Jackson, who would you pay to watch more? I I love watching Vic, but Lamar's right up there. I've got two answers. Vic in college, Lamar in the pros. Ooh, I like that. Never seen anything like Vic at Virginia <laughs> Tech. Lamar in the pros, complete difference maker. I think he could potentially win the MVP this year. All right, guys. Nice work. And Amal conceding on running backs? What the hell is going on around here? <laughs> Sharp money. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
or a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown? Sleep Tight Stories.